Lent is a time for self-reflection and prayer. One way to do this is by exploring the life, actions, and teachings of Jesus. First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia offers these devotions for your Lenten journey. Using the book, Seeing with Jesus, Developing a Worldview Shaped by the Gospels, written by Jack Glasgow, members from our church have prepared daily devotions offering insights, discoveries, and yes, sometimes questions. This week, our devotions correspond with Chapter 6, Seeing in the Passion and Resurrection. Today's devotion is from Connie Ivester. Listen as the piano arrangement of Be Thou My Vision, played by Alan MacArthur, points you to look at the world through the eyes of Jesus. Our scripture for today is Luke chapter 23, verses 33 through 43. When they arrived at the place called the skull, they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. They drew lots as a way of dividing up his clothing. The people were standing around watching, but the leaders sneered at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he really is the Christ sent from God, the chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him. They came up to him, offering him sour wine and saying, If you are really the king of the Jews, save yourself. Above his head was a notice of the formal charge against him. It read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging next to Jesus insulted him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. Responding, the other criminals spoke harshly to him. 
Don't you fear God, seeing that you've also been sentenced to die? We are rightly condemned, for we are receiving the appropriate sentence for what we did. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, I assure you that today you will be with me in paradise. I have impaired hearing, which in my case means there are certain sounds which I cannot hear. However, that is not the most frustrating aspect of my hearing loss. Often I hear the sounds, but my brain's interpretation is gibberish. I actually hear, but I have no understanding, even after the words are repeated to me. I wonder if that is what happens when we read about Jesus' actions and words as he is unjustly tried, convicted, and crucified. I certainly know the words, and I can visualize the scenes with all their brutality. However, reading and knowing does not always lead to understanding, much like my hearing doesn't always lead to understanding. To compensate for hearing loss, I wear hearing aids, and I try to listen with my attention focused on the context and the facial expressions of the person speaking. There are limits to this analogy, of course, but it helps me understand how I struggle to fully comprehend what happened during Passion Week. Having read the scriptures about Jesus' trial, crucifixion, and resurrection countless times, and having seen the scenes dramatically reenacted in movies, church dramas, and sunrise services, the story has perhaps become too familiar. As with my hearing, I see it all, but I'm not sure I fully comprehend what Jesus experienced. Understanding that Jesus suffered incredible pain before and during his crucifixion is critical to our faith. That God in Christ was willing to endure what he did shows how great is God's love for us. Being able to forgive his executioners and extend grace to a stranger, even as his own blood was literally pouring out of his broken and pain-wracked body, Jesus leaves us an example of what it costs to follow him. Genuine disciples of the Jesus that we see in the Passion narratives should not be deterred by inconvenience or criticism because the one we follow suffered unlike any of us ever have. In his book, Seeing with Jesus, Jack Glasgow challenges us to adopt a Jesus worldview. He says that, quote, seeing Jesus on the cross to appreciate the enormity of his suffering and the inexhaustible capacity he had for both loving and forgiving is an integral part of the development of a Jesus worldview, unquote. So maybe my analogy of hearing loss is not really as appropriate as I thought to this subject of following Jesus. It is quite likely that we do really hear and understand what Jesus experienced and how he responded, but we interpret it in a way that doesn't call for us to make great sacrifices like he did. There's probably some truth in G.K. Chesterton's observation that the Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. 
Likewise, Mahatma Gandhi said, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. These statements should do more than disturb us. It should encourage us to do some self-evaluation. If we are followers of Jesus, we need to follow his example all the way to the cross. Then we can understand the cost of a discipleship that changes us and affects everyone that we encounter each day. I believe that is what having a Jesus worldview is all about. So what does living a life with a Jesus worldview look like? Glasgow says that as followers of Jesus, we, quote, show our love for Jesus by tending to and caring for those he loved, a wide flock of beloved sheep that excludes no one in the human family. Well, that by itself is an overwhelming task. Obviously, none of us can take care of everyone on our own. It's a collective calling that involves all followers of Jesus, a group that we call the church. Jesus told his disciples that people would know that they followed him by how much they loved one another. Surely a Jesus worldview will will be evidenced by how we care for one another in the church family as well as those outside the church family. It will require that we see with Jesus' eyes and not according to the dictates of the culture or politics and respond in ways that Jesus' example and teachings have shown us. Then the issue for me is how do I, as a follower of Jesus and a member of his church, reflect his values and how I live my life? I can't say that I have come close to doing that, but I know that following Jesus has helped me to see that wherever I am and whomever I am with, I have a calling to see those I encounter with gracious eyes and a compassionate heart. In my experience as a counselor and social worker serving persons with severe mental illness or with major behavior problems or intellectual developmental disabilities or as a minister serving a church, my graciousness and compassion were challenged. But some of my most cherished memories involve my experiences in trying situations. Things were not always pleasant at the time, but I am grateful that I had those opportunities, and out of that experience, I know that I was blessed in innumerable ways. Through some personal anguish and pain, I learned that I can forgive people for words or actions that come out of their anger or frustration because whatever happens to me is nothing compared to Jesus forgiving his executioners. Dear God, may we never forget what Jesus did, and may we forgive and show the same mercy and grace toward others as he did. Then the world will know that we are your disciples. Amen. Thank you.